the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Uh, we join you this evening, uh, shortly after the Crystal Palace uh, Leicester game, uh, for pretty much immediate uh, post-match reaction to the one-all draw today. Um, that Palace uh, probably fed to say ground out today against uh, Leicester City at Sellers Park. Uh, as always, the pod trio with you. Um, but before we do intros, just a quick uh, reminder uh, that you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at six points of podcast uh, as well as uh, catching all our posts and the uh, latest pod announcements um, you can also drop us a message um, and thanks to all those who have got in contact recently with kind messages uh, and those who are interested in joining as opposition fans if you are an opposition fan listening and uh, you're due to pay palace at some point uh, this season please do let us know we'd uh, love to have you uh, join us for that so in terms of introductions uh, as always i'm joined by my brother luke luke how are you do you look rather cold there Eden Matthew, yeah, I've I've gone into the back room because um, yeah, the, the wife's got the TV on, so uh, it's I'm cold, but not too bad, thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. I've got a cup of tea, so I'm keeping warm. And, and Kev looks like he's about to strip off. He looks that hot. <laughs> well, I didn't know at first when he said when he's gone into the back room if that was a euphemism, but uh, I'm 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 definitely just sat in my kitchen because I equally have been banned. Although I had the benefit of it the other night, so I'm very good, Matt. Thank you, very good. So let's talk about the the game today, which was, uh, as they say in football uh, terminology, a game of two halves. Um, so Palace made the changes, well as well Leicester did as well actually, but. Uh, Palace made five changes today. Uh, Mitchell came in, Klein, Tompkins, uh, Andros Townsend and uh, Jai Rudeweld, uh, respectively for PVA, Ward, uh, Scott Dan, Eze and Jimmy Mack, who were all on the bench, if I remember rightly. Um, probably fair to say within 48 hours turnaround um, of the last the last game and obviously not a good result against Villa um, that we podded on just two days ago. Um uh, it was fair to say we, we, you know, we expected some changes, but d- did you guys expect so many changes? Five's obviously a big number. Three of them in the back four, right? Yeah, well, I, I certainly didn't think he would go that brave, Matt, but I was glad he did. I, I thought they were all pretty positive changes. Um, I think they needed a reaction after the other day. So I was glad to see the changes and I thought, you know, um, I thought he'd got the balance about right. I didn't think he would change three of the back four, but, you know, not disappointed that he did. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I, I was pleasantly surprised when I saw Leicester were making nine changes. And obviously to not see Vardy starting and Madison start, for me, just psychologically felt a bit more positive. Um, just as an outset, um, that was just my initial thoughts on it. Luke? I was really pleased to see Tyreek Mitchell get some game time. I think people have been questioning PDA's performances as of late. So had it not been for a packed fixture list, I think he might have made the change anyway. Um, and I thought he was really good. Yeah, um, nice to see Jaro get some get some time in Andros as well. We all wanted him on, on the pitch the other day to get some crosses in and, uh, well... We'll come on to that later, won't we? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure any. I'm not sure any of the five that were dropped can really feel hard done by, given their performances. I mean, some of those we called out last week. I think Eze is probably the one who may be a little bit hard done by. But having said that, I think you know uh, tired legs and all that come into it, um, and we may may well, may well see him come back in uh, at, the, at the right time. Um, so those were the changes, uh, and as you said, Kev Leicester also uh, well made even more changes than us in in terms of nine. But 
it probably helped Leicester more than it did us for the first half, right? I, 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 I personally found it a really disappointing half for Palace. How do you see it, Luke? Yeah, look, I think Palace were reeling. Uh, if you look on aggregate, we just lost the last two games 10 0. Um, so for me, I wasn't too disappointed with that first half of football. I'm just happy we didn't ship three goals and 3 0 down at half time. I, I think it was about a, a moment of calm, of uh, solidity, and, and just. You know, look, we didn't create too much. It, it was a pretty bland first half from Palace's sense. But I think we frustrated Leicester in the sense that, you know, I, I think we kind of limited them to, to long, long range efforts. And then obviously uh, the big talking point was, was, was the penalty, which, which probably showed a bit of rustiness on James Tompkins' behalf. Ev, do you think for Palace it was about getting to nil-nil at halftime to have something to build on given the shipping 10 goals in two games? Yeah, I, I think I think you're right, Matt. I think the fact that we got to nil-nil at half-time was a real positive. I mean, let's be honest, uh, we know obviously they scored towards the end of the game, but we've only had one clean sheet all season, which was the first game of the season. So I think to try and do that in light of, as Luke said, the 10-nil deficit of the last two games, and, and let's be honest, the Aston Villa game was poor. We, you know, Liverpool was a bit of a one-off in the way everything Liverpool shot went in. Uh, Villa came at us and, you know, they've got a very good point today at Chelsea. So, you know, they're a good side at the moment, Villa. But it was important for us. I, I, I was a little bit fearful because although I don't read too much like a lot of people on the, the stats, you know, I think they were about 76% of the game was, uh, was Leicester. Um, where they had the possession, but once they got the penalty, I think that the best chance that was missed by the same guy, uh, Ian Nacho, was the header, which hit his shoulder when he should have really scored uh, later on. So I was delighted, Matt, to get half-time at nil-nil and would hope, again, we've said it a few times on the pod the last few weeks, hope there would be a reaction at half-time. And I think whatever he said at half-time, for me, uh, obviously worked. But uh, what what was your take on it, Matt? Well, I think Leicester, to be fair, dominate the first half. First 20 minutes particularly, I think they were they were really, really good. All, all I can remember from a Palace perspective was a, a couple of runs on goal from, from Wilf. There was a one-on-one they had with Schmeichel. There was another offside that was relatively close, although was was clear. Um, uh, there, there was an effort from Andros, I think about 25 minutes or so in. Uh, was it a ball in from Mitchell, I Shlup, think? Schlappi. Sorry. Schlappi, sorry. Um, a good ball in that, that he should have done better uh, with. And I think, Kev, on our, uh, on our during the game chat, you, you sent them notes saying, you know, probably rustiness. And I think it's probably fair to say. Um, and, and Kev, he's alluded to it. Probably uh, the main talking point of that first half was, was the penalty, um, which for me was a, a completely clear penalty. I think Tomkins gets, gets done, doesn't he, right? He, he, he yeah. makes the challenge and he makes the challenge. After the ball's gone, the, the player, the Leicester player, I can't remember who it was, sorry, but um, knocks the ball and 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 that's it. He's he's, he's all day long. It's going to be a penalty, right? There was no sort of VAR contention to it, was there? No. And Tomkins himself, I think, put his hands up, didn't he? I think when you can see it from uh, you know a seasoned pro like Tomkins that he's even going to contest that decision. He knows he got done. And I think it was the young left back that sort of just got away from him. Uh, and as I said earlier, just a bit of rustiness the fact that he hadn't been playing. Well, I don't know how he's been doing in terms of game time in the under 23s but certainly hasn't been playing at a Premier League level for a while so um, that showed there but apart from that I think he recovered quite well but glad we didn't have Vardy on the pitch to take the penalty eh Kev? Yeah I must admit I feel exactly the same if Vardy had been on the pitch I'm pretty certain no disrespect to our great goalkeeper that actually goes in the net um, if they score from that and I think if they'd gone 1-0 up I think we would have been in real trouble I think you know just going back to what you just said a moment ago Matt 
I think when um, Schlappi went down and crossed it on the left, I was really disappointed with Andros's um, shot because, you know, he's pretty good with his left foot. And he didn't, I, what I actually text was uh, that he didn't hit it with any conviction. I didn't really feel as though he, right, he either tried to put his laces for it or it, it just seemed to be a nothing shot, which was disappointing uh, from my point of view. But I think the one thing I would like to mention, if I may, um, which I think Luke sent over on Twitter after the game, and I missed it, but I think from one of the corners in the first half, Benteke's gone up for a header and it, there's a clear, clear handball by one of the Leicester chaps from football, well, certainly from the angle that's been shown on Twitter. And, uh, and I was surprised that no one contested that at any point during the game or it wasn't even referred. I don't know if anyone else had a view on that at all. Lukey, whether you had a view on that at all? I, I'm the same as you, guys. I didn't see it in real time. I, I saw Benteke appealing, but I assumed he was appealing for a, a corner because it went out for a goal kick. But yeah, if, if you watch it back, he's screaming for handball. And I think Kote is, is with him as well, shouting for it. So, yeah, very strange to me that that was completely overlooked and, you know, wasn't mentioned by the commentators and, and wasn't even referred by VIR. I don't understand. Yeah. You know, that's what yeah. it's there for, isn't it? To catch these things that, that you don't see. Um, yeah. Yeah. Matthew, what, what, were you, what were your thoughts on that? Well, we, we've skirted over it a little bit. I'm just going to rewind slightly before we come to that. The penalty save, whilst it mm. wasn't 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 a top-class penalty itself, and it's that horrible staggered run that if that's uh, a Palace player doing that, I'm shouting at the screen. I hate those staggered, slow-paced runs. They do, but that was a fantastic save, you know, and, and I know they checked it, didn't they, from the, the best it can come off the line or not. Mm, He's very clever. Yeah. He keeps the foot on the line. He doesn't come off, yeah. come off the line. So I think that, that deserves a mention because that was a, a yeah, fantastic save. And, you know, it coming off the back yeah. of conceding 10 goals in two games, um, it's good to see the keeper performing in, in that in that way. But you're very right. There, there was that then that, that uh, well, the commentators called it out on the telly as a header that Benteke made. And they were saying that he was contending a, another corner because he then headed on to the Leicester player. So he headed on to Leicester player and got for another corner. And it it looked like something had happened on the telly. You couldn't quite work it out. I do wonder, Luke, if the VAR didn't get involved because there wasn't a clear and obvious error in the refereeing decision. And I don't know, this is where I'm not sure on the rules, to be fair, in terms of will VAR get involved in every on-pitch dialogue or, or, or piece of action? The ref may or may not see, or, or sorry, may not see, because uh, that's what this is. Um, or is it there just because, uh, or just when a referee does or doesn't make a or does make his decision or doesn't make a decision that's that's obvious? I, I, yeah, I don't know. So I'm I'm, ba- I'm waffling here because I, I'm not sure if VAR should come in or not there. No, I think I think it's good waffle, Matt. To be honest with you, because I think we're all in the same. It's as clear as mud. No one quite knows. Mm. And let's be honest. If Luke hadn't flagged it to us all afterwards, none of us would have even been talking about it because we hadn't seen it. So I think that says a lot, really, uh, about the speed of which it happens in that time. So, But I, I think you're right, Matt. You, 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 I didn't mean to gloss over the keeper's excellent save. And I think the interesting thing is, and I think a few people have mentioned this, if you look at the 10 goals he did concede, I don't think he was at fault for any of the 10 <laughs> from memory. I know there's a lot of goals to go over, but certainly the three goals at Villa, there was nothing you could do about any of them, in my opinion. Um, and certainly most of the Liverpool goals, you know, we've done it to death about how good the quality of some of that finishing was. So, you know, he, he's he's been doing really well. He's been playing yeah. really well for us. And as you say, yes, we'll come on to the second half. It's a shame we didn't keep the clean sheet. But, you know, we've ended up with a point. And again, we're always realistic on this pod. Leicester are second tonight, you know, so we haven't done bad, you know. Yes, the other game's been cancelled tonight, um, but, you know, we're still second. Sorry, Leicester are second tonight. They're a good side 
And for us to take a point, I think is a point game today. Sorry, Luke, you wanted to say something, Luke. It was, it was just in your guys' comment. I, I think, like you say, it's, it's not often that um, a goalkeeper can see 10 goals in two games and, and pretty much come out out of it blameless. And, and But he has done. And, and really, that penalty um, today, you've got to say, well played to him. And also the coaching staff who, who would have had to, this season, coach the goalkeepers that they've got to almost start their set position uh, and, and jump from behind the line, which is what, what, what he does. He almost leaves one leg dragging behind the line so there's, there's no way that it could be um, called out because you know penalties now are almost well, it's very difficult for a goalkeeper to save one now you know this, this new law change so uh, yeah very well done to him yeah that's, as you said Luke that's a real impressive technique because when they show it from behind the goal you see I think it's his left foot that actually starts behind the line so he yeah. pushes off and I thought I was off the line, but because his left foot is still behind the line, that's that's a clever technique. And the thing is as well, you know, no one would have expected that guy to be starting. So it's not as if you could mostly rehearse what his penalties are like. You know, you pretty much know with Vardy possibly what he's going to do, where he's going to go. They, they wouldn't have been watching Ian Nacho take penalties, would they? Let's be honest, because he mostly hasn't taken one for ages. So even better for him to, to guess it. But I'm, I'm with Matt. If you stammer or stutter before you take the penalty, it's a bit like the Chelsea bloke the other day at Arsenal. It was a pathetic penalty, you know, and, and I think that gives a chance. It gives the keeper a chance. It really does. Smash them all day long is what I say. Absolutely. Um, so, so that was kind of the, the first half, probably, uh, you know, bar a bar waxy lyrical about how much better Leicester were than us. That's kind of it from Pat's perspective. Um, and then I, I understand that from uh, the Amazon uh, interviews that Ray Lewiton delivered a, uh, a close to a heart attack uh, delivery of, uh, of energy to um, give a ha- half-time uh, team talk, I guess, that, that, that turned Palace around for that second half. And got to give a, a shout-out to Ray. We talked about it a few times on this pod about how uh, without the, the the crowd, the fake crowd noises, or indeed also the authentic real crowd noise in absent fans, we are really hear, hearing his contribution on from the sidelines. And today he was that twelfth man. He was he was basically the the Sellers Park. He was the the Homestale Road <laughs> upper and lower tier getting behind Palace today. He was he, it's, all you could hear me on, on the telly was him in a second half. So apparently he is the reason that we came out as we did because you know I, I was. A little bit disappointed by the first half, but happy to go in with the penalty saved and obviously still being clean sheets and to build on. But you kind of hoped and prayed that there'd be some sort of turnaround. And goodness me, there, there was. And it sounds like we've got Ray Lewinson to, to thank for that because Palace were a different team in the second half, right? Yeah, I think so, Matt. I mean, obviously, we've seen it a lot. We saw it in the Tottenham game, didn't we, where they came out and battered them second half. We've, you know, if you look at the way they were in that first half against West Ham, how good they were. So we definitely, in my opinion, we've certainly been a team of two different halves on occasions this season. Having said that, I think the West Brom game, when we came out, when we went down to 10 men, they went down to 10 men. That was a masterclass for about 60 minutes. But, but I do think, yeah, they came out. We really went at them. I was surprised how Leicester, almost not invited this the pressure on but seemed to allow it to happen because they, they did seem to allow it to happen but uh yeah really really pleased uh got what we deserved I thought which was the goal and let's be honest the only quality delivery Andros put in today but you know we'll come on to Wilf's um technique uh, I think I'm sure Castro Michael who's one of the best goalkeepers around will be disappointed but you know really good and and just just on the Ray Ray Lou as you said we say about him a lot 
I think what was really good, I think it's, I think it was Leon Osman who was on the commentary on Amazon with, uh, with the other chat. And he kept saying, you, all you can hear is Ray Lewington. And he's, he's, but he's not just barking instructions, he's barking encouragement, positivity around work rate. And, and that's, that's fantastic. Luke? Yeah, I think Boyd alluded to in the past a couple of um, half-time team talks that Ray had given him, and Dave Reddington as well, who's obviously the first-team coach as well. Let's hope that it doesn't get too close to him having any sort of heart attack, for real. For real. In, in context, I think what Roy was saying was that they were so disappointed with our first-half performance. You know, Ray felt that he needed to, to, to give them something, uh, a bit of a tongue lashing. And yeah, Kev, like you said, with West, Leicester almost invited on the pressure from us then, which I guess is kind of what Palace did anyway to an extent. We'd invite until we got that those two banks of form, Ray, to sort of restrict them to, to what they can do in the final third. But look, it took a moment of brilliant, didn't it, from 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 Wilfred Zahar to to, to make um, make that first goal, and well, he deserves all the plaudits, doesn't he, Matthew? I think I think actually Leicester were a bit taken aback by Palace's turnaround because it was some turnaround. We were the term used um, by Hodgson was passive. I think that's a good term to explain or describe our first half performance. Second half, it was anything but that. And I'd like to think it actually caught Leicester a bit on the hop. Um, and you, you saw that, didn't you? They started introducing their their star players, if you like, pretty soon. Vardy came on. Tielemans? Tielemans, yeah. Came on pretty quickly, so you know. I think I think they they realised they need to make some changes, and Palace were definitely turning turning the wheel a bit. But yeah, I mean, Wolf. I thought Wolf had another good game. You know, uh, again, I I I know I've said a number of times. You know, I know he's a striker now. I prefer him on the wing myself, but you know, he I thought he did did really well in terms of work rate today, tracking back and going collect the ball. And he kind of clicked the ball sort of in in the half halfway line, didn't he? Really good vision to see Townsend's sort of run that was a bit of a distant mm. run. Really good ball out to put it in that place and then I, I liked uh, our favourite Andrew sort of chop back to give himself some space away from Johnny Evans to get the ball across and then Will's finish something else you know that the composure the uh, they used the word quality on the commentary to down the telly but you know it, it was it, it didn't smash it you know the risk of it going you know inside post and wide or over the top but to, to beat Schmeichel like that at that angle um, with a quality finish was was something else and, and and I think by that point in time we, we deserved it that was sort of 15 minutes into the second half wasn't it and it had been all, all us to that point I think it was well deserved and also credit to Wilf in terms of the way that he, he he shifts his weight to shield the ball in the middle of the pitch before having to shift his weight back on his other pitch to, to the extent that he fell over to make that pass out to, out to Andros and, and Kev I know you mentioned Smichael earlier I mean I think at that range, the keeper's just got a starfish like he did, you know, and I hope that he gets something. And I think it's it's yeah, quality, but also a little bit of luck for it to, to go in the one position probably that Casper wasn't covering. But uh, you could see how much it meant to Will to score that and lovely to see him off to run off to celebrate with Andros as well. Yeah, well, he, he, he likes playing against Leicester, doesn't he? He's scored quite a few goals against Leicester uh, over the years. A few of them have been up at their place, up the King Power. Um, but it, it was great for us. And, um, I, you know, I know we'll come on to it. I just, I just think, I don't think we necessarily sat back, but, you know, they Vardy then came on, they started to up it. And when, you know, when, that, when their goal does go in, I think it's only the 82nd minute. Um, I think what's so disappointing is yet again, in my view, we had four players around the ball, but we stood off the ball. It's a great strike. Don't get me wrong. The, the, the young man who scored the goal, um, really good strike. But 
I still think could we've got out and made that tackle um, and and stop that strike because as I say there were four Palace players between um, Harvey Barnes hitting that shot and our goalkeeper and it's gone and he, and he's managed to get it in. It's very similar to the goal we scored against Man United the other day where he shifted it and then struck it. Uh, and that's what he did in his for his goal against United on Boxing Day. So just disappointed about that. But then, if I'm honest, I'm great. I'm happy then that we've got the point. And if you had offered me a point before kickoff, I would have bit your hand off. If I'm is, it, is it is it Palace's ability to get the second goal and therefore finish that game up before the 82nd minute, or is it Palace's inability to hold on to? To the to the one nil because I I think it's interesting for me because Leicester yes. went long ball the minute Vardy came on and 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 you understand that because his pace and you know stick the ball at the top two relatively big centre backs you know are they going to have the legs for it so and so forth I think there was a moment wasn't there with Coyote where Vardy got a bit of a bop on the um on his on his mm. right eye didn't he? he went down for some time and yeah. you just you just kind of wondered if we we were going to have the beating of him because of that but actually it wasn't that that gave the goal was it I think it was, it was either throwing in the corner or uh, throwing in the it's corner another throwing another throwing throw yeah it was it was one of those ones where you know. You're kind of a bit frustrated because did it need to happen? But actually, yeah. I was I was sort of thinking before that point. I remember look a couple of minutes before they scored the goal. I looked at it reading one nil, and I thought, you know, if we get the second, this game's done and dusted. They're not coming right. back from this. Um, so I, I, I actually think it might be something about us, you know, kind of you alluded to, Kev, being more clinical and, and finishing off. And then I, then I started thinking, how many clear cut chances did we actually have after that wealth goal? Right, so there was a ball into Benteke, which I think might have been Townsend or Mitchell. I can't remember. But there was a ball into Benteke where he sort of tried to head it back across. But that really wasn't really a chance. And that's that's all I can no. think of. You guys can think of other chances. And that that's that's maybe the frustrating bit for me because at mm. 1-0, you're always going to be in a sticky position, aren't you, to try and hang on. And the, the yeah. closer it gets to the 90th minute, the closer, the, the more and more they're going to throw the grenades at you. No, I think it's a fair point, Matt. I mean, you, you said, is it our inability to get a second or to hold on? I think it's a bit of both, to be honest with you, mate. If we're sitting on the fence, because you're right, we didn't create a lot. Um, but, you know... <laughs> This is a team again who are they're 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 you know they're pushing for top four and they're a good football inside they're a great football team you know they if you look at what their away record is they're very good away from home and 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 I thought we nullified them second half and I think it was just disappointing we didn't get the clean sheet for that reason I don't think it was a case of we weren't holding on I just thought again we were naive that's another goal that's been scored where the ball's coming from the throw the guys played it across his body and then hit it early. Great shot, but but you can't have four players in between him getting the shot and it going in the bottom of the goal. You can't yeah. have four players, and I can't remember who it was. I think on the one of our players put his head in his hand afterwards as soon as it because you think they he shouldn't he shouldn't be able to get a shot off in that position. We were great not skill though, Kev, wasn't it? I think great Out, great skill. And you, you, got, you have to pay credit to that yeah. in terms oh, of. Absolutely. Like, I, I think it? I said to you boys, it was Zahar esque, wasn't it? The way that he sort of, yeah, yeah the close control and the snapshot, and it, that was a great finish. I was trying to look at it, and in real time, I couldn't see, I couldn't put fault on any Palace players, if I'm honest. I mean, maybe Luca, there was a, a half hearted attempt to maybe put a challenge in, and I think he's yeah. the one might put his, his head in his hands, but. Yeah, I, I think um, sometimes you've just got to say fair enough and that was a, that was a great finish. Yeah. It's unfortunate timing for us to, for it to come well, seven minutes before the end. Should, so can should I the ask keeper, you boys in? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry Kev. Should, should, the, should the keeper do better though? No. 
I, 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 I can't see that, no. I it's interesting that. because I, I actually thought he was nearly there and I do wonder if he was unsighted and it's unfortunate the replay they showed on the telly, I, I couldn't quite see mm, yeah. if he had Tompkins or someone's legs in the way. But I, 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 do, I do wonder if he could, he could have got to that, but maybe you couldn't see it clearly. Yeah. I think it's a tough one to say he should have got to it. I mean, it, I think it goes back to what Luke said. I think it's a great strike. I think it's come through some... It's, I don't know if it's gone through some legs, but it's come through like a crowd. But, you know, it's right in the, it's right in the bottom of the corner. But it, I suppose my question to you, boys, is if I had offered you a point before kickoff, would you have taken it? Snapped your arm off, mate. You, Matt? Yeah, as, as you said, Kevin, they're, 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 you know, up there, aren't they? I think they're second now, aren't they, after that point? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, all day long. Uh, I guess it's just the nature of the, the lateness of the conceding the goal, right? Um, yeah. but, but for me, it, it gives us something to build on. Um, you know, we got through a difficult first half when in the last couple of games we haven't got through difficult uh, periods of, of games. We've shipped goals, as we've alluded to. Um, we, we, we've scored a, scored a good goal. We've um, been, been resolute uh, and we've been able to uh, play as a combined unit despite five changes. And, and I actually think that those who've come in today have put themselves in a really good place to play again on Saturday against Sheffield United. Um, mm. I think Andros is probably the one who, you know, we, we, we are fans of this pod, but, you know, you said he's set pieces, Kev. There are a couple of other contributions he made. His work rate, you can't, you can't fall. No, never fall that, yeah. It, it doesn't seem to be able to get enough going in terms of form to create a run in the team. And I do wonder if he might be one that is dropped. I don't know what Tomkins fitness is like and whether today he played because Sacco's not up to it yet still. Um, and Scott Dan clearly had a, had a bad game. Uh, at the office. What, what's the, what's the situation with Cahill? Is Cahill close to coming back or? He's going to be out for a couple of weeks now, I think still. So obviously we've got, Big game coming up Saturday, gentlemen. I mean, obviously, I don't know about you. I feel a lot more comfortable having got a point going to Sheffield United ahead of that because obviously I think we've got, I think it's the FA Cup the week after, but then we've got Arsenal. So we've got a couple of tough games ahead of us. Um, you know, what what are you looking for when we go up to Sheffield United? Are you looking for three points or just to avoid defeat? What what's your what's, what, what, what will make you happy uh, to start 2021? It won't make me happy going to Sheffield United, man. I think it's at Sellhurst, I think. Is it? Oh, is yeah. it? Forgive me. Well, <laughs> no, well, 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 whatever you do then, don't go up to, don't go up to Sheffield. Don't, go, don't go up to Bramwell Lane, that's for sure. But <laughs> look, I mean, I think look, it will be very, very Palace-like for, for, for a team to come to Sellhurst who haven't won all season and get their first win. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, and it's hope that, um, you know, we can continue to, to have a bit, a bit of calm after the last couple of games. And yeah, look, I mean, if you're ever going to beat Sheffield United, you're going to beat them now, aren't you? They're... they're no one confidence. Two points, is it? Season, two is that points. right? Two points this season. And what's that? Two, two points, fifteen games. That's that. that that's unbelievable. Which um, means, which means they will beat Palace. Come on, <laughs> it's, it, it's it's bang on. Get your money on Palace to be. I mean, Kev, uh, to be in all seriousness, I think they have to beat them. They have to beat them. It has to be. Uh, they have to build from this this point. They have to get back on track because, as you said, and I think it's a ridiculous turnaround, like a Thursday Sunday between Man City in the week and then Arsenal on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then and then and then I think we've got West Ham after that. I think so. Anyway, um, yeah. So so yeah, we we have to we have to I think for me pick up three points against Sheffield United because the Man City and Arsenal games. 
they're ones you classically write right off. I say that. We, we normally pull something out of the bag against Man City, don't we, at the minute, uh, in the last few seasons anyway. And Arsenal, maybe he's not as... Um, Unwinnable a game, uh, given their recent form. So, but, but regardless, I think I think they have to win against Sheffield United at home. I think they need to. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a it's a must win for Sheffield United. For, for Palace, I think it's a must not lose. I mean, I'm 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 still kind of reeling a little bit from this from from the, the games over over Christmas. So, um, if, if you offer me a point now, I take it. But obviously, uh, if Sheffield United turn up and and they they don't, I haven't I haven't watched Sheffield United this season, so. I'd like to see how they perform. If they're performing very badly, I'd, I'd expect Palace to um, to raise their game and, t- and take all three so, points. So what's your gut feel, gentlemen? Are we still pushing for top 10 or is it just about staying between 14th and 10th, realistically? I, I think, Kev, as we alluded to last week, um, by the way, if you can hear funny noise in, my back, in the background, it's not me I've had a curry, it's uh, my dishwasher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I, th- I think as we said last week when we had Ben, the Villa fan. Is that one of the servants? Is that one of the servants then, Matt? Well, what, bur- what, when you, when you, no, when you say dishwasher, have you got a servant in there or is it actually a dishwasher? <laughs> he's, he's called he's called Bosch. <laughs> is he German? German chap. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Come on. It's Christmas, right? Oh, we're, all, we're all fed up with watching box sets of football because that's all that's going on, right? Oh, Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Apologies. As we were saying with um, Ben, the Villa fan who joined us on, on the pod uh, two days ago, um, I think this league is all about runs and um, we can very easily be in a uh, European pushing uh, position. Uh, similarly, we can very easily be um, in a relegation dogfight and, and we're only sort of eight points away from um, the latter um, so you know you'd hope it'd be the former but it can easily be the latter and for me I'd accept a, a mid-table mediocrity uh, finish um, having said that you know the, the, the runs in this league um, do sort of up and down don't they so you'd have to look at it, I guess in March uh, realistically and see with a couple of months to go uh, what have we got left on the, on the board but I, I go back to my point I think the games like the ones against Sheffield United are the ones where historically we struggle where another team is you know desperate for victory haven't had one and of course they come to Palace and they'll get one but they didn't half concede some goals and I think there's an opportunity there for Palace with mm. Benteke um, yeah, pushing back on with, with Zahar clearly having a really good season hopefully Eze come back in the team to, to hopefully hopefully get a, get a win there I think he'll play Eze instead of Andros on against Sheffield because I think it's a bit like the West Brom team wasn't it I know West Brom lost a man but if you can get at them um you know, we were unplayable against West Brom in that second half. I know they were down to 10 men, but that's how to play 10 men when we didn't play like that against Villa. So I think if you get someone like Eze with a bit of confidence, I wonder if he rested Eze for Saturday's game today. Mm. I wonder whether that was part of what he was he's thinking because he wants him to really go at them. Because when he goes at players, we know what he can do. Um, and I think with Wilf, the way he's playing at the moment, he's, his tower's got to be up Wilf. Isn't he? His confidence is is right up there at the moment. So let's let's see what it's going. I'm I'm I'm, I'm now it's at Sellhurst. I'm definitely pushing for a Palace win, and and I think that would really as horrible to say. I think that would as good as put send Sheffield United down already, because I can't see any team coming up, staying up with less than with two points on the board. No, I'd, I'd be interested to see what Derby's record was because they went down. What is it? Eleven points was it? All season, so I'd be interested to see how 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 they got on uh, at this point this this season. But oh, something I wanted to throw back to you guys was 
Batchwai was was again uh, an unused sub today. And I, I think maybe the reason we're not seeing so much of him is because Roy doesn't trust him to to maybe to to do the dirty work that Benteke or, or you need your front men to do. I mean, Tekka's I think one uh, two of the uh, the corners defending against uh, Leicester. You're not likely to see Batman do that. And I, I do wonder if you know with the January window coming up that maybe his loan move might get cut short and and you know Chelsea might think oh well we'll go and send him somewhere else where he can get some game time. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, uh, Luke. Actually, because I'm I'm disappointed that he's not got more game time. But I wonder whether it is there is that not not lack of trust, but you know if I think he scored six in twelve when he played for us last time. You know, he's been unlucky. He's had a couple of goals disallowed this season, you know. Um, and, you know, centre-forwards play on confidence, don't they? But in our in our team, you need to have confidence and work rate. Uh, and I wonder how Ayu is at the moment because, you know, Jordan's not really getting much of a, a run as well. So it, it's a tough position. I, I think Christian didn't do a lot today. I don't think he got the service he needed, uh, which was disappointing. Um, but I think he needs to, again, just... Up his game again. I know that sounds a bit horrible, bearing in mind where he is, but it, you know, the, his point is playing him if you're not going to then sort of put a few balls into him. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I, I'm, I'm of the same view of you around the January window. But again, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record. I wonder if they'll wait to see what happens with Wilf before they make any decisions on that. Well, that's that's, that's a good point. But you, you do wonder how sort of Chelsea's investment in batch wise. So the way I understand the way their loans work is that the more you don't play them, the more you have to pay in terms of a loan fee. So Chelsea might be happy to say, all right, fair enough, at the end of the season, you give us X million because he hasn't played so many games. I don't know what his contract situation is like, but Benteke's game certainly will be increased with Eze in the team in terms of set-piece deliveries and crosses that he can do. So, yeah, bring that on on, on Saturday, please. What's your take, Matt? On it's, it's a challenge, isn't it? Because it's always going to be Will found one other yeah. where we play. Um, so, um, and, and you know, I, I think rightfully so, Ben Teke is the man in form. Um, uh, and, you know, we've seen him a couple of goals recently and he seems to be boosted by that. Uh, it goes back to what we always say. We don't know how they perform in training, who puts on, on what right. Um, and also, we have to think about the team setup as well. And Ben Teke offers a lot more than just, you know, a striker. He, he's hold up play. He wins most balls in the air. Um, you know, some, some of what he did today was about just giving us a release, particularly in the first yeah. half. Uh, we're under the cost, you know, they can put a, put a long ball up or, you know, a ball up to the halfway line. And, and you know, he does a good job of shielding it and bringing us back up the other end of the pitch. Uh, and again, most most of the time successfully. So, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not sure Batshuayi is such, uh, so, so skilled at that. I think he's more of a, a fox in the box, as they say. He's a bit more nimble and he's on, on feet. You know, I can remember, so I remember the first loan spell he had with us I can't remember what game it was one of his first games for us he came on with about 15 minutes to go and you know I think he might have scored actually so his shot was saved and Schlappi put it in that was it but I just remember him being, being so sort of good at his feet with the ball and, and the like so different different players and I guess Benteke is the one that fits the best the mould but back to what we always say right great to have these these problems if you like opportunities uh, that they give selection headaches and gives us different options off, off the bench as well for whichever one doesn't start I think the point you made about IU Kev's an interesting one because each time he does come on he does look good he does get involved he does again similarly to, to what I'm saying about Benteke he gets hold of the ball he wins it gives us a release 
and carry the ball as well, right? Which we have few players who can do that. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it, 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 in terms of sort of someone else other than Wolf consistently knocking on the on the door with goals, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? Because yeah. uh, apart from Benteke, unless he's doing it, the other guys aren't going to get a run. So mm. yeah, yeah. it would be interesting. I mean, I, you can imagine Batshuayi isn't on pennies. You can imagine right. Palace are making a very good contribution to his wages. I'm sure they're not paying the whole thing, but um, you know, a lot of these Chelsea uh, chaps. And he just signed a new contract, didn't he, just before coming back on loan to us? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It will be interesting. But I think, as as um, as you said, also the, the Wilf dynamic will be interesting. And don't want to touch on it again, because we talked about it a couple of months ago. I am a little bit nervous about this window, given his form. But we will see. I'm getting nervous now. I'm getting nervous about it as well. AC Milan we'll was rumoured today that they're apparently they're looking at him, which, which I guess if he was to go anywhere, I mean, Palace fans would probably prefer him to go abroad, wouldn't they? Because I don't know how many Palace fans could see him p- turning up at a pitch to play against Palace in an opposition shirt. So not likely to happen with AC Milan, not this season anyway. So, well, who knows, you know, FA Cup run and, uh, you know, it might be a line up against AC Milan next season. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I would like that. And again, we touched on this in previous pods, but you know, play, him playing for Cardiff when he was on loan there for Man United was horrible, right, for us. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to see him play against Palace. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've again, we've said before, we'd like him to go on and, and, and do really well wherever he plays. Um, but, yeah, AC Milan would be perfect, yeah. And not, not that far away from the Palace stripes, right? No, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they might have the cash up front, which uh, if, if Arsenal are interested, that's what that's what that's what you need to uh, prize them away from Sellers Park. Oh, please don't you, go to Arsenal, please. You know, you know it's bed. you know it's true. We're red and black. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Close enough, Kev. Close enough. <laughs> that do. <laughs> the only other thing I wondered whether we should just touch on. I, I don't want to send people to tears, but um, was Luca lucky to stay on in the first half with the elbow, oh, where he I, caught the guy I, in the face? Yeah, did, I, I did you think, see it? I don't, no, I, if you don't want, I don't think. No, no, no. It's a good point, Kev. I, I don't think he meant to do it. I no. think he. It didn't look to me like he he protruded his arm towards him. I thought he just caught him. Yeah. I, I, what did you think? No, 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 no. That, that, that that's cool. I mean, I, I I didn't even notice it like anything until they showed the other angle. No, no. So so so, so uh, we we did uh, we did touch on it, but let's let's it, going back to some specifics. So in terms of Sheffield United um, and the team lineup, do we expect it to be similar? Are there players that came in today, or are there people who are still in the team? that we think should be changed. We've, we've talked about Luke on the last couple of pods and whether he is or isn't on it, whether he could do with a break. Um, we've all shared uh, concerns there. He or others, any reflections there? Well, for me, I think it's the one we've already talked about a little while ago, Matt. I think, I think Eze comes in possibly for Andros, uh, purely on Andros's delivery today, not his work rate, because his work rate is always good. But I just wonder whether a flair player against a team who are lacking confidence, uh, Sheffield United, I mean, I watched them while we were doing the pod the other night against the Everton game and uh, Sheffield United worked hard, but Everton were always classier and we're always going to get that goal um, at some point. And, and that just seems to be Sheffield United's way this, at this moment, they're just not, not even getting the run or whatever. So I'd like to see that. I think Luca possibly keeps his place based on today. Um, but again, I think with the rotation, who knows what Roy's thinking. He might be thinking, bringing Jimmy Mack back in. I thought, um, as you say, read a, well, did well. So it'd be difficult to see past him. But what, what's your thoughts? I, 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 I can't. I can't see too many changes other than the, the Townsend Eze one that we said. I mean, I, I would be in the camp of giving Luca 
uh, a break. And, and it was interesting to see him and Gyro play together today because we always we've always talked about Gyro being the swap for Luca. But it would be interesting to see Palace without him in the team and, and, and whether there is a different dynamic or not. I think the Jimmy Mack shout is a good one because Sheffield United are going to get stuck in. They're going to be, you know, that type of team aren't they to play against. So you could you could see that happening a bit more a bit more guile in the middle of the park maybe, which would suggest that Luca would would stay in the team. Um, but again, again, touching on it, right? It's, it's another another um, opportunity that we've got to, to mix things up again. Uh, and also, we don't know what they'll come out of um, today in terms of any injuries that might be picked up. Rather, that's why Mitchell holding his groin a few times. I wasn't sure if that was just from tackles or whatever it was, but. He got kicked in the bollocks, didn't he? The boy, he blocked a ball into the box, didn't he? he? Caught him right in the knackers. That's that's the way it was. So I think he'd be all right, mate. Just just a thought before Luke answers out on the Sheffield United lineup. Um, have Sheffield got a game tomorrow? Are they playing before they play Burnley. us again on Saturday? So that's a big game for them, right? These are all the game on Prime, isn't it? So Prime's got like exclusive games for the next like two nights. Tomorrow is like two games kicking off at six, and then two at yeah, four, yeah, two yeah. at eight, and then yeah, yeah. same again on Wednesday. It's it's. It's one of those runs, isn't it? Um, so Burnley have got another. So we've got that extra day's rest uh, over Burn mm-hmm. over uh, Sheffield, which right. you know, who knows? That's in light of what. It, I mean, it, it's funny because um, you go back, obviously, years ago when you were still nippers. You know, they used to play, and I heard Jim Beglin talking on the Chelsea Aston Villa game earlier. You know, you'd play on Boxing Day, and then you'd play on the twenty seventh. He used to play two days. So even when we said earlier about Eze, or maybe he's having a rest, what is he, 25 and he's having a rest? You know what? I, so I understand the sports science and all that, but, you, you know, it does, it does make me laugh at how much rest time they need to have. But, you know, some of the old pros would mostly just look at that and laugh, really. But, you know, the world's moved on a lot, as has the, uh, the, the, the game and the sports science. Anyway, I'm talking yeah. rubbish, so over to Luke. No, I, I don't think some of the old pros would have potentially done sort of 10 to 12k in the, in, in, in the game as they do these days, Kev. I mean, that, that's probably yeah. owing to the, the, the surface being a lot better than it is now that the players can cover that much more ground. To be honest with you. 10 to 12 pints, Luke, maybe in the bar, but uh, that would be about it. <laughs> I'd have more chance of 10 to 12k than 10 to 12 pints. Goodness me. I, mean, I, think, I think also that it's an interesting one, though, isn't it? Because, you know, now it's do they want them to play that because they're such valuable assets? You know, they earn so much money and, and so on and so forth. Um, or is it that actually they can't play? And it's, but I'd like to think they can play. It's just they don't want them to be doing that. Yeah. And I guess with the traveling and the like they're doing as well. So there's probably, there's probably that. But it, yeah, it's. Um, Nice occupation to have, right? To go to work one day and then not, not the other and have a couple of days off. Okay, so thank you very much, chaps. Uh, as a pleasure, always, Kev and Luke, to have you with me on the Six Pointer Podcast. Do not forget, listeners, to subscribe to your usual pod outlets to get the latest Six Pointer Podcasts hot into your inbox, popped up, turn notifications on, make sure you've got us on red alert uh, as our pods come out. And also don't forget Twitter and Instagram at Six Pointer Podcast for all your news uh, and, again, uh, latest updates on uh, when the pod's coming out. Um, as always, chaps, uh, good to speak to you and up the palace. Up the, up palace. the palace. And we should have said absolutely happy new year to all our fans because uh, our next that. pod will be all right. And fuck that. The Six Pointer Podcast. Oh.